Welcome back to Sashimi. In this episode, I interviewed Scott Salkin, the general manager at Gainsight Essentials, a division of Gainsight focused on customer success solutions for early stage companies. Scott discussed how the customer success function has evolved, adoption of customer success beyond SaaS, common mistakes small companies make when it comes to CS, and the KPIs small companies should track. We also spoke about Gainsight Essentials, their go-to-market strategy, and how it is different from the legacy Gainsight. But first, let me tell you about the sponsor of this season of Sashimi, Siligo. Siligo is the leading enterprise-wide integration platform as a service for mid-market companies. Named the G2 Best Software for 2021, Siligo enables breakaway growth, controlled cost management, and superior customer experiences by ensuring that every process at any level of the organization can be automated in the most optimal way. For more information, visit siligo.com or just click the link in the description. And now, back to my interview with Scott Salkin. Scott, thanks very much for uh, joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Maybe you can say a few words about yourself before we start. Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Scott Salkin. I'm uh, the SVP and GM, general manager of a group called Gainsight Essentials as part of uh, Gainsight. For those who aren't familiar with Gainsight itself, you know, we're, we've long been known as the customer success company, you know, pioneered the space, helped grow the career. But, you know, these days, customer success is really involved to include so much more, everything from you know, how you engage folks within your product, drive free trials, product-led growth, to um, how you build advocacy with the community. And so, you know, it's really about building a modern growth engine for a recurring revenue business. And with Essentials, the, the, the part of the business that I run, we're trying to help earlier stage companies build that growth engine to how they start and scale with Gainsight, how they build out strategies for customer success and product-led growth and community. And so, um, so we find that being really important for companies of any shape and size. But that's, I often tell folks Gainsight's my first job. You know, I, I've been an entrepreneur for most of my career. I've launched a couple of companies, a marketing agency that I ran for about 10 years, and then a SaaS company that I ran for a while and had a small exit from also. I have a company called Allbound. So I've been doing that and then had the opportunity to come over and join Gainsight. It's been, been an awesome adventure. You know, we're part of the Vista Equity family now, and uh, it, uh, it's, we got some really exciting stuff happening here. What was your experience with customer success prior to joining Gainsight? Oh, man. You know, I, I remember, you know, Back when I used to give talks by agency and I used to ask folks, everybody say, you know, hey, raise your hand if you're in sales. And you'd ask an entire room, and maybe a few people would raise their hand and you kind of say, wrong, you know, wrong answer. You're all in sales. Now I feel like that's customer success. You know, now you go into a company, you go into a room and you talk to a group of entrepreneurs or their team, no matter what role they're having or what role they are in the organization. You say, hey, raise your hand if you're in customer success. And maybe you'll see the CSMs or the customer success managers raise their hand. And the truth is that everybody's in customer success. The CEO, the product team, the sales team, the customer success team, everybody, the human resources team, we call it here teammate success. Everyone's involved in customer success because the, you know, the world revolves around the customer these days with choice being so easy, with moving vendors being so easy, with so much competition out there, with it easier than ever to start a SaaS company, so much venture funding out there. So, so I think everyone's involved in customer success. So when I look back at my own experience, you know, I would say back when I had my marketing agency, I was the head of customer success. And then back when I started my SaaS company, I was the head of customer success. But my first hire, actually, when I did start that software company, you know, I knew I could sell. I knew I could market and build a go-to-market strategy. But I knew the one thing that I couldn't afford to have was a leaky bucket. You know, I couldn't be out there closing deals and working as hard as I was to do that and then have customers churning or leaving me as well. So my first hire, actually, was a full-time director of customer success whose sole job it was to help customers achieve value with our product right off the bat. 
And so I was a big, big believer in customer success from the very get-go. And as I was launching that company, I know Gainsight was just kind of getting off the ground too and got to go to their conferences and, and meet Nick Meta. Their CMO at the time was Anthony Kennedy. And then actually when I first did my first conference at, at Allbound, my last SaaS company, my keynote speaker then was Nick Meta because I knew mm. customer success was going to be that important. I wanted him to come out and talk. When do you think that shift happened? When did people realize that it's an important role? You know, it's, it's interesting. Now, having been at Gainsight for three years, you look back, you know, Gainsight, the company is only about a decade old. Customer success used to be called account management and customer support, and customer service, and all these other things. So I think people have always realized that they, they need to provide some level of service and support to their customers. But I think then as the world and, and every business started shifting to a digital-led motion and, um, and going through these transformations and, you know, building out recurring revenue models, they started realizing that, you know, wow, this is about much more than just being able to, you know, reactively deliver support to our customers. We've got to be way more proactive in delivering value to them right off the bat, tying that back and making sure that, you know, the things our sales reps promise and, and the things that our sales team is delivering and that we're delivering our go-to-market is actually delivered on post-sales also. I think folks started to realize that and really figure out it was a core piece of their business probably about, you know, five, six years ago. And then I think it COVID came in and accelerated that substantially. You know, companies, especially at the very beginning, when all of a sudden you saw so many parts of the economy shut down and folks start to work from home, they started to realize that, you know, you couldn't just rely on generating new business to grow your company. You had to actually take really good care of your existing customers because they were the most important thing you had and they were going to be what drives your growth. And so, um, so I think it's really accelerated a lot the last few years. We've gotten to a point at Gainsight where, you know, it used to be about why do I need customer success? And a lot of our thought leadership and content creation and, and community building and everything we did is, was, was about helping companies why, understand why they needed customer success versus just a you know, standard account management business. And now that's shifted. You know, now it's not why, it's more about how and when. And oftentimes the answer to when is now, or it's earlier than ever before. You know, like I was saying before, it's, it's now companies are thinking about customer success from the very get-go because net retention is one of those metrics that drives valuation especially. So thinking about it very early and then how has to do a lot with both, you know, not just technology, but also people in process. And so I think, you know, now where customer success has arrived is one thing we've said over the last few years, you know, we back in the day, Nick Meta, our CEO, he, I remember one of the first things I read from Gainsight was he wrote these 10 laws of customer success. We just recently redid them 10 years later. And it's fascinating to see how they've devolved and how things have changed. And, you know, even see things like, you know, big, Analyst firms like the Gartners and the Foresters starting now to develop their categories and you know their macro magic quadrants and things like that around customer success. It's exciting to see. What are the changes in those ten rules? Give me oh, one. Oh you know, gosh, diving into a couple of them specifically. You know, I think you know one of the things you see is that you know customer success used to really focus more so on things like logo retention and gross retention, which are still super important metrics. I mean, you got to understand how you keep your logos and how you drive gross retention. But net retention has become almost a north star of a business. I mean, that's a great example. You know, companies that used to be simply about companies who were bored in the cloud or SaaS. You see all kinds of companies, you know, leveraging customer success these days. I saw McDonald's hired a global, you know, global head of customer success or global chief customer officer. Or a few weeks ago, we saw a traveler's insurance hire their first chief customer officer. So I think those are, that's part of the change is that customer success is not doing these things that's just about SaaS and software anymore. You can have, you know, hardware, you can have services, you can have product that you're selling, food, you know, customer success and the customer experience is definitely... Um, definitely evolved in something that every single company is thinking about. 
That's pretty interesting. Do you work with any non-software companies then, Gainside? Do they reach out to you asking for your expertise? You know, we don't have too many leveraging the product outside of SaaS yet. It's something that we're looking further and further into. You know, it's still kind of our you know core part of the business is technology. We do have a couple of companies, you know, the one, for example, is Rockwell Automation and other folks who are more in the kind of manufacturing and hardware space and other areas too, who are leveraging our technology. We have some public entities that use Gainsight more for like marketplaces and communities. So it's it's not just your traditional software model. It's still very much often a technology first model or companies, like I mentioned before, we're shifting to the cloud. I mean, you think about anything these days, everything has a software front end. The hotel you stay at has a software front end. The airline you fly has a software front end. You drive up to a window at a, at a fast food place these days, it typically has a software front end. So anything that's driving that experience and interacting in a digital way, they start to think about customer success. And so that's where, you know, it's almost hard to think about, you know, okay, is this a technology company or not? And, you know, when you think about it, most companies these days are almost trying to position themselves as one, even though the product or service they're selling is necessarily just software. Uh, let's talk about Gainside Essentials. I think you just briefly touched it. Tell me a little more about it. Yeah, so Essentials, um, you know, we launched this in early March. You know, to be completely vulnerable and transparent, you know, there's Gainsight's been around for about 10 years. We're looked at as probably, you know, the big gorilla in the space, the 800 pound, you know, more traditional player who a lot of our customers are, you know, Fortune 100 or Cloud 100, or, you know, we've looked at as, you know, being a solution only for other enterprises. And, you know, that's not necessarily true. And so we now have looked at as kind of the fastest growing segment of the market is these, you know, fast growth technology companies or technologies of any type. We needed a solution that would make it easier for companies to start and scale with Gainsight, not necessarily just Gainsight technology, but start and scale with customer success. And so we built essentials to really you know, focus on doing that. New pricing and packaging to make Gainsight more affordable for earlier stage companies, packages that deliver you the features that strategically help you get up and going with your customer success practice you know, more efficiently and more effectively. So we cut down time to value quite a bit, faster implementation, getting folks onboarded and live with the platform faster. We've redesigned nearly 80% of our user interface with the product. So really focused on there, you know, Gainsight again, you know, you, you have a product for eight, 10 years, and, you know, you start to need to do some, you know, some rebuild of UX as things progress. We have a design team that's now the largest in the industry. We've got 20 plus designers just working on interface on a daily basis. So we've really become a design centric business. We always say that uh, design is kind of in our DNA. And then, you know, making sure that, you know, there's a value across the entire experience. So from pre-sales and how we engage with the prospect early on to how we, how we demo the product to how we introduce them into our implementation team to then how we migrate them over to our customer success team, you know, really being prescriptive and helping folks understand that this isn't just about the technology, you know, as much as we'd like to say Gainsight's going to, you know, be the, that easy button that solves everything. There's a lot more that has to happen for customer success to be successful and to be woven into your business. And so Essentials is a lot about, you know, helping companies achieve those best practices also. So really an entire kind of like revamp and kind of refresh of our, of our experience for kind of, you know, it's not just earlier stage companies, as I was saying, you know, yes, you know, we've kind of positioned this more towards that kind of series A earlier stage company that's somewhere around, you know, 25, 50 employees just hiring their first leader of customer success and starting to hire CSMs. But it's also for that, you know, big company that's going through a big digital transformation. And it's just trying to figure out customer success for the first time, it needs to have a health score for their customers, needs to aggregate all their data into one place needs to aggregate something as simple as their notes around their customer base in one place, bring in data from Salesforce and other place CRM and support ticketing systems and whatnot. So it really helps with that. So yeah, we, we, we kind of want to democratize customer success, bring it to everybody. What's the price point for your product if you're talking about those small clients? 
Yeah. So a lot of folks are getting in with essentials for, you know, so right, right around $2,000 a month. So they're starting around 2K a month. They can scale from there. You know, that gets them somewhere around five to 10 users in the platform. We also have something called viewer plus licenses. You know, one of the things that we're trying to do is, is uh, break down the, the, the kind of the silos, the barriers between customer success and other parts of the organization, you know, bring that kind of like customer success mentality into marketing in terms of how they do advocacy and customer marketing into sales, into product as well. So we want other folks to have access to the tools, the data that comes from Gainsight. So we offer these additional licenses as well, integrate with tools like Slack and Microsoft Teams and other platforms they can pull data from. So by purchasing that core license, we provide uh, visibility and access for a lot of different types of tools. But yeah, folks are getting started for around $2,000 a month. And, you know, it gives them a, a nice clear runway to kind of, you know, give that crawl, walk, run type of experience where they can start simple and then scale when they're ready. It's kind of meeting them where they're at. So obviously less expensive than Gainside, the core, right, that you use for uh, larger corporations. And uh, it's targeted for smaller companies. What's your go-to-market strategy and how is it different from Gainside itself? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, Gainsight, you know, our core product and Essentials is built on the same code base. You know, it's just different packaging. So it's not like we're going to rebuild a, an entirely new product. We want to lean into the power that, that our entire platform has, but understand the fact that it's not great for every single company to start with everything that we have to offer. Oftentimes they would come out of onboarding and their eyes would be glossed over like, holy cow, we have this huge platform now. What do we do with it? And so we want to give them kind of a, a prescriptive path to, to grow. And that's kind of fed into some of the go-to-market as well. You know, our go-to-market around essentials is much more fundamental. You know, a lot of folks come to us saying, you know, technology is great, but how do I even start my customer success, you know, organization? Who do I need to hire? What's the head of customer success need to look like? You know, do I need to hire a CCO right now? What should I pay them? What should my capacity model look like? You know, what should, you know, how many customers should a single CSM matter or, or manage? I have a high touch model and a digital led model. I have some companies, their customers that pay me six figures, some that pay me um, $600 a month. And so it's, it's a matter of, you know, what kind of, what kind of strategy do I need for each of those? So a lot of it of what we're doing with essentials is helping companies develop kind of that core mentality around how do I build out my customer success orders? Oftentimes there's a lot of change management that has to go into place for companies. So we talk about topics like that. So that's where, that's where go to market is focused a little bit more, you know, where that means, you know, some different things we do in terms of, you know, identifying the types of personas we want to market to the types of messaging that goes out with them, where are they looking for data information? Where are they hanging out? So a little bit different of a strategy versus what we would do with a larger enterprise. When you think of these smaller companies, like what type of KPI they should be focusing on versus the KPI that a larger, more mature companies focus? Yeah, you know, I, I would say that just because you're smaller doesn't mean your KPIs need to be different, to be completely honest. I mean, again, it goes back to, you know, we've talked a lot about net retention being kind of the North Star for companies. When you're very, you know, when you're really early on, you're just getting started, you know, that's where we see a lot more companies start focusing on things like logo retention. You know, the simple fact is, are we keeping the logos, the customers that we have? You know, and that's really important early on. And you kind of see this graduation rate. They go from a logo then to gross retention. And gross retention is more, how many dollars are we keeping? But then, you know, what really starts opening people's eyes around the valuation of your company, around the growth potential of your company, and around, you know, how well customers are adopting your technology is net retention, you know, and that's a matter of, are you able to grow the customers that you have? Are you upselling them into additional features or products? Are they adding more licenses? You know, that's really kind of, you know, what folks are looking at in terms of, you know, as they mature even further. And there's other metrics as well. You know, we're looking again, when, you know, when it comes to capacity planning, you know, when it comes to things like net promoter score, and customer satisfaction scores. 
and having multiple scores come into play. So, you know, you may have an NPS or a CSAT survey that goes out right as someone gets done with onboarding. So you want to see their NPS and CSAT with onboarding, and then you want to look at their NPS and their CSAT once they're a customer, six months down the road, 12 months down the road, doing QBRs or executive business reviews and revisiting that type of information. So those are some of the core metrics, but I don't, I don't think that, you know, I think it's one of those things where, you know, companies early on, they need to be paying attention to these metrics, just like there's a lot of so many marketing and sales metrics that apply across the board. From your experience, how does customer success and existence of customer success help improve NPS? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the more value a company is getting and the better outcomes they're able to achieve is so important, not just to the return on investment that they're getting with you, um, but to their overall satisfaction. And so typically, you know, that, that NPS score, that net promoter is, you're typically going to have those promoters show up more when you actually are not only proving that there's a great user experience with your product, because that's important, but it's only, you know, a small portion of the game. You know, if they're actually getting value, that's when you typically start some promotion and start turning those customers into advocates. And the value that that results in is you end up, you know, you end up having, you know, almost like a secondary sales team out there. And that sales team are folks that aren't even on your payroll, they're your customers. And there's nothing better than that. Gotcha. So what are some most common mistakes you see this younger company, the startups make when they try to build their customer success from scratch? Oh, man. They think technology is going to solve everything for them. Number one, they think that just buying a tool is going to do it. They take someone who isn't as seasoned as being in front of the customer and they put them in a customer success leadership role or put them in CSM when really, you know, that customer success role is about not just how well you use the platform, but how you're engaging with the company as a whole. Uh, another thing is that they don't leverage product data enough. So for example, you know, bringing in product adoption data, product analytics data from their tool, using something where they can really see what their stickiest features are, what features need to be adopted that drive retention things of that nature. You know, a lot of folks, they'll bring in CRM data, they bring in some ticketing data, but they're ignoring the data that's coming out of the product. And that data that's coming out of your product is so, so important. You know, I often say that there's no such thing as customer success without user success. And so, you know, one's not possible without the other. And, but a lot of folks, you know, they forget that how important that user success is and that success within the product and really getting down into the details around, you know, what adoption looks like, what usage flow looks like, uh, and things of that nature. So you're essentially a CEO of Gainsight Essentials, right? What's your long-term vision for, for, for that line of business? Yeah, you know, I think, I, I love you put it that way. <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, I think in longer term, there's a couple of things here for us. You know, number one, there's, there's for me, you know, one of the most exciting things we've done is launched this thing called Gainsight Essentials Accelerator, where we actually have built an accelerator type program to help companies who are adopting technology or just getting into customer success, be more successful from a strategic side of things. So I see that being a really important thing that we're doing with Essentials, where it's not just about the product, it's really about helping companies drive their strategy. And so this Essentials program is basically treating our customers as cohorts. And uh, we're putting them into cohorts where we're putting them through boot camps, we're engaging them with office hours, exclusive webinars, building mentorship. You know, it, to me, it's almost... You know, by building an accelerator around customer success, it's almost like building an accelerator for your entire business since, since your customer is really the core. So, so especially with my experience, you know, building my own company is probably the thing I'm most passionate about is helping other early stage companies and entrepreneurs. So building this accelerator is really, really important to me. I also, you know, I also look at essentials as almost like an incubation zone for Gainsight. And um, if you think about it, you know, there's actually a great book out there that was written by Jeffrey Moore. You know, he wrote Crossing the Chasm years ago. You know, if you're in tech and you've probably read Crossing the Chasm, if you haven't, go pick it up. But he also wrote a book about Zone to Win. 
and the four zones of growing a business. And one of those zones is the incubation zone. And you've got to have this zone where you're willing to experiment and do new things and try different offerings and, and be you know, a little more, you know, run the, little bit, the business a little more in a little more nimble way, kind of like a startup. And so I'd love to continue making it feel like it is a startup within Gainsight, experimenting with new things in terms of you know, new features we've built into the product, helping to guide the product roadmap. You know, working cross-functioning with some of the other products and tools we offer. We just acquired a company called Insided recently, which is a community platform to help companies drive community advocacy. So we're, we're doing more with them, building bundles around you know, our customer success product and our community product and also our product experience solution. So, so bundling things up. So I think that's kind of like a long-term vision of it. You know, not just making sure that we are you know, supporting our customers and making them as successful as possible through leveraging our technology, but also through you know, trying to deliver innovation to them and, um, and helping them innovate and be successful on their own, just with their own strategy. I think that's, that's some of the most uh, important stuff we can do. Ultimately, it's about helping them grow and helping them scale. And that's fantastic. Scott, thanks very much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.